Options Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co host, Mr. Kyra Morrison. How are you, good sir? Joel, I'm good. Excellent. I reinstalled Bloodborne. Ooh. I want to play Bloodborne. Ooh. Therefore, I'm good. Yep. How, how That's are a good you? Way to be. I'm, I'm good as well. We played the Bloodborne card game last week. Because I we got did. it really cheap, and it's really good, and it made me want to play Bloodborne as well. No, no barrier blade. That's uh, like a full point off the score, <laughs> but it was still pretty fun. It was, yeah, it's a cool, fun, like competitive, cooperative, like Bloodborne card game that feels kind of faithful to the game in a way. Um, like the whole Souls element of it, like well, Blood Echoes element of it is pretty cool. But yeah, um, no, it's good to hear. I mean, we, we've we've we're sort of feeling mildly relaxed as well we had a a weekend away last weekend with uh the two of us and some guys some of our friends saw sonic the hedgehog we did see sonic the hedgehog do you want to talk about that i feel like i i guess yeah like there's not much to say like my thoughts on it are that i didn't hate it i didn't like it it just exists um it feels like a cookie cutter movie that you could take everything related to sonic out of it and put any other vaguely related property in there, like Transformers or Ninja Turtles, and it would be the same movie, uh, just fixing up a couple of lines here and there. And yeah, it was just... I mean, Ben Schwartz was a good Sonic. I liked uh, Jim Carrey as Robotnik. I thought he was kind of funny. It was a good reminder of, like, 90s Jim Carrey. Um, But yeah, I just walked out of it just going, huh, that's a thing that I have seen, and I can move on with my life. Uh, the two highlights for me, or the three highlights, were the, Se- the Sega logo at the start, because mm-hmm. I got to see my boy Kiryu on the big screen. Yeah, exactly. That was awesome. Uh, and knowing knowing in my heart that I have seen that logo in full, and somewhere on that big screen, and as many in those many little video game GIFs or videos, is Persona 5. It is up Fuck there. yes. Fuck yeah, it is. Uh, so that was a highlight. Uh, honestly, the start of the movie was great. I really liked the start. It was um, fine. Do you remember that was fun. Every- that yeah, was fun. With, with everyone's favorite character, Longclaw. Hey man, that was dark. <laughs> it was dark with a character that doesn't is fucking that, exist. Is that a spoiler to say it's dark? Who cares? Ah, it's the uh, first fucking five minutes of the movie. That's <laughs> true. It's, it uh, happens at the start. If you've read a review, and, you've probably heard about this. And the rendition of Green Hill's theme at the end on the piano mm. was also very sweet. Yeah, that was really cool. Those um, are like my three highlights of that movie. Yeah, like it was fine. It was a fun way to cap off our weekend away. Um, had some intense Nidhogg and, and uh, Mario Kart matches, which was fun as well, and some Smash. Needed more Smash, but it's okay. Yeah, that's Next fine. Time. We had a lot of stuff. We got a lot. We squeezed a lot into that weekend. That's true. We did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we've also played some games since we like. I mean, because the last episode we did was our game of the year, where we talked about games yeah, that we, we played last year. We've been letting that sort of sit for a few weeks, and I've we've I've managed to lock away a few this year so far because. I've just been, I get home from work and I just collapse on the couch. I'm like, game. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing as well. Mm. Um, if it, depending on some, so- we've, been, we've been back to some old vices. Yeah, we have. All right, we'll, we'll briefly touch on that. We we, we got uh, we got baited well, back into Division 2. Hey, are we going to Questlog for this, Joel? Because I need to know. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. No, you're right. 
Sorry, it's been a while, man. Game of the year, we didn't do Shake one. Shake off those uh, the cobwebs. Got to get back into the routine, man. All right, just pretend that didn't happen. Uh, it's, fine. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, since we want to talk about what we've been playing, it's time to check in with the Quest Log. Mission completed. Quest Log. The Quest Log, uh, as you might already know from being a regular listener, but if you're not... Uh, the quest log is our what we've been get playing games segment of the show, where we talk about uh, what we've been playing over the the, the time since we recorded last. Um, and yeah, we sort of you know cherry picked a few things. It's been it's, it's just a quiet start to the year. Like this, by this time, like last year, we mostly finished Kingdom Hearts three. Um, I had by this time last year, I had finished Resident Evil two. Yes. And I was well through, yeah, making my way through Kingdom Hearts 3. To be fair, it was meant to be a bigger start to the year, but things sort of... Everything slipped back a couple of months, mm. for the most part. Yeah. Which is fine. It's fine. I've actually... It's I'm, been sort I'm of weirdly... incredibly re- patient. It's fine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, it's been weirdly refreshing, though. Like It has. It's, it's been, been nice to sort of, like, just sort of go back to some old favourites or catch up well, on some thing, new things. Right? And... It, it afforded us the chance to actually take a bit longer with our Game of the Year stuff and fit in more of last year's games. Mm-hmm. Like, with... If it had been, if we'd had, Res- like, for example, Resident Evil 2 last year was the end of January. Yep. If we'd had a game like that this year, I probably wouldn't have finished Disco Elysium. And that was one of my favorite games of last year. True. Yeah, it's very true. Um, when it comes to console this year, don't skip it. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I'll, I do need to look into that. Um, yeah, but I mean, we briefly talked about it before, uh, or alluded to it, but uh, we, we jumped back into some Division 2 over the last week. We did. Uh, we we ended up picking up the year one pass because it was going for a hefty ten dollars. So Ubisoft was flogging it off, I guess, to celebrate the announcements for like for that new content. I don't know. Yeah. Not not really important. The main thing is it was all cheap, so we we're like, you know what? Let's, let's buy the year one pass. Screw it. It's like ten bucks. Yeah. And look, it's so bad. I'm, I, I mean, for ten bucks, I'm pretty glad I bought it because it's got some cool shit in there. Um, we yeah, like you said, it, everything was discounted. The game, I think, is you can still get fairly cheap most places. And I think it's you, fifteen dollars on PS4, but I yeah. know there was some in America, especially the game was five bucks, and like for five bucks, yeah, mate, that's 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 just more expensive than an anthem. Yep, <laughs> than an anthem. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, so briefly, we bought some copies of Anthem last weekend. We're gonna you say some copies of Anthem. We bought four copies of Anthem. Like, and how much did that cost you? Uh sixteen dollars uh, in total. Um, that You're was, welcome, Bioware. That was our Sunday. We bought copies of Anthem and saw Sonic the Hedgehog. What a fucking Sunday. Um, we spent more on Sonic... Like, one person spent more on Sonic than a single copy of Anthem. Yeah, yeah. Well, then four copies of Anthem that we bought. Yeah, uh, yeah. $4. Yeah, $4, yeah, $4, $4 for Anthem. Uh, anyway, oh, look forward to hearing us talk about that later in the year, maybe. But... Um, <sighs> I've been there. I've suffered it already. Oh, I know you have. I mean, I some... say that, but it's it's actually kind of fun. I... It it has it has good things. Yeah, no, I'm I'm morbidly curious about it, but uh, but yeah. So we we um jumped into the division two. Like uh, like I said, it's been discounted pretty heavily. If you have been super curious on that game, pick it up. It's I cannot recommend this game enough. I love it so much. It has no right being as good as it is, and I I feel like I say that every time we bring this game up on the show, but it's true. Like it, every time I go back to it, I'm like. Man, the, this game is so much fun. It is just the, the 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 main gameplay loop is just so satisfying, and I just really enjoy it. I'm one of those like crazy people who enjoys it solo as well. Um, See, I tried. 
I've tried since yeah. we've jumped back into it. I was like, I'll just jump in and knock over a couple of missions. And yeah, look, it's not for me. I respect and appreciate that you can play it solo, but it's just one of those games that I enjoy with friends. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I like, I definitely get why people might not like it uh, or might not get into it as much solo. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I really enjoy just jumping into it and just chipping away at some stuff. Um, the sound design is amazing. It's really great. Um, and the content that we played through, which is all the classified assignments, which came with the U1 pass, um, were pretty cool. Like, really neat, actually. Like, some different areas of the map that you hadn't really been to, like some new areas. Um, one in particular, the one in the nightclub that we did was really cool. Um, and to me, they kind of felt... The aquarium was the best one. Yeah, the aquarium was very cool. Fight me. <laughs> um... I really like I I mean I really like the um I really like the nightclub one but uh, it's it, to me they felt like very 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 mini raids in a way like each of them had a puzzle of some sort that you had to solve to get like a backpack tag that was only, you could only get in that area uh, which all of them are adorable and and as soon as we got one I was like well I'm getting all of these. Um, and and some audio logs as well but uh yeah so and then like you know changing up the like the the fights a little bit as well like there were parts where compared to some like fights into the division where like you would spawn into you come into a map and enemies would spawn on the other side and you know if you're me and a sniper you just pick them off one by one and throw out seeker mines to find out where they are but there were a couple of times where we like busted through a door and there were just enemies there like and just turned an open fire on us. And we were like, fuck, like scrambling for cover and trying to fire over the top. And um, yeah, it sort of kept you on your toes a little bit, which was uh, very appreciated. Yeah, uh, they were fun. The thing that's like, you mentioned them being like sort of mini raids. For me personally, especially with the locales, they really did just feel like, because the single player missions in Division 2 go to really cool environments and places. That is true. And it sort of just reminded me more of those, which is fine because I, that's I love those. So yeah, yeah, it, it, bring I, them on, really. And like, but right now though, as fun as they are, I really just want to get to those episodes so badly. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. bring back the snake gun mission. <laughs> you Kenley cowards! College, Kenley College is still dis- missing, and I missed it the first time around. So um, I miss my because now, especially now that I've advanced to like world tier four, my snake gun's garbage. I can't use it. So yeah. I'm just like. I could, I know I could break down my other exotic and and feed it to the snake gun, but I want that as well. So give me my new snake gun. Let me have my new snake gun. Yeah, you uh, cowards. <laughs> I think it'll come. I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped it with Warlords of New York, which is the new expansion coming. Um, which it, you know, if the title wasn't a giveaway, going back to New York. So, um, it's sort of almost like a Division One re uh, like do over. I think. Uh, I'm intrigued in it. I'm not going to get it straight away, but I think down the track it would be something I'm definitely keen to like check out. Does it out. cost money? Is it se- is it a separate purchase? Yeah, it's an expansion pass. So it's because I think it adds like a a pretty substantial, from what I can tell, substantial like New York map. Um. So, but hang on. So because year one pass, a lot of that stuff was you bought it for the early access. Is that the case with this, or I, is this like? I think they're getting away with it because they're calling it an expansion part, like an expansion to the game so it's it's 
I'll see you on sale, Division 2. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I was alluding to as well. Like, I, I, I'm not going to rush out day one and get it. As, mu- as much as I might like to, because it seems like it's going to be really fun. But, um, yeah, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff that they're adding to it as well. Like, making the like the loot game a little bit less spreadsheety um, and a little bit more, like, accessible to, to newcomers to the, to the game, which is, I think, a very, very smart move. Um but yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed going back to it. Like, there's always a period of time every now and then I'll catch myself when we weren't playing it. I'd catch myself and go, I could really go for some Division 2 right now. And uh, I can't remember the last time I've had that. I can't remember the, if there's been any time for this extended period of time that I've thought about this uh, a games as a service game like this. Um, so, I mean, I thought I just because I was in for each expansion, I thought about Destiny 1 for a long time. Yeah, Destiny One. I, I yeah, I think it still holds a record for me. Like, because if, if for much of the same reason as this, like as much as I was thinking about the Division Two, I certainly wasn't playing it. Yeah, exactly. Much like Destiny One, where I was like thinking about it and was like, I had it there, and and, my, and again for the same reason as Division Two, it's like, well, you're still installed because I mean, if I delete you, that's it. There's no going back. So yeah. you get to stick on my hard drive for now. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. I just. Yeah, it's, I will like. It's guess, don't get me wrong. Division two is way better. Yeah, for sure. But I just, I was definitely as someone who was in for for whatever reason, for each of those goddamn Destiny passes. <laughs> Taken King was the good one. The other ones were not so much. Was well, it Taken uh, King was the only one that I bid on, and I, I Rise of Iron was the one that I, I bowed out of, and I was like, yeah, I'm good. See, so yeah, I was in on that as well. So that's 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 purely the reason why it, it still holds that record. But yeah, yep. Division yep. two was a better game. Yeah, but I still, I still miss. Destiny shooting sometimes because there's uh, Bungie's still the best in the biz for that. It's true, yeah. Like I, I'll give them that for sure, hundred percent. Like Division Division Two is a great game, but like, oh, man, killing things in Destiny just felt so good. I don't know, man. Headshots in Division Two are pretty Look, satisfying. The headshots are good. Don't get me wrong. And for someone who but plays as just a, like predominantly as a sniper, or it's like my bread and butter. <laughs> the shooting's just so smooth in Destiny. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, no, that's hundred percent. Um. But yeah, anyway, enough about Division 2. Uh, do you want to fill me in on something you've been playing, Kyron? I've got several. You've got several. Oh, I've got so I, fin- I, I finished I finished two things. Actually, okay. three things, in fact. Ooh. The three things I bought, I finished. And I guess I'll keep one of them first. We're going to have a bit of a Metroidvania corner, so I'll save that for last. All right, cool. So you can pick, Joel, between Dragon Ball Z Kakarot or Fire Emblem Three Houses Cindered Shadows. Oh, hit me with that Fire Emblem because I'm hearing really good things about it. Fire Emblem, was it? Okay. Yes. So, first things first, I like Cindered Shadows. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like I've got to qualify that a bit because I do I do also believe it does some things pretty wrong. Or some things, not wrong, but it just doesn't come off as strongly after playing Three Houses. Yep. So... Cinder Shadows is, I finished it, but I won't, I won't spoil it in case anyone here is going to play it who's listening to this, because you might, and I honestly, if it's ever, if that, not that they go on sale often, but if that season pass, or when eventually the three houses, like, complete edition comes out, you'll want to play it, I recommend you do so. Uh, so Cinder Shadows is a standalone thing, which is part of where my problems start creeping in. Okay. It's about eight hours long, which is a really good length for it, but the characters it includes, the reason why everyone was so excited is it includes these four new characters from the Ashen Wolves, a fourth house, which is mysteriously inhabits a place called the Abyss under the Garak Mark Monastery. 
Uh, so the characters that that introduced, uh, introduces with it... Uh, where's a list of them? Come on. Here we are. So there's Yuri, who seems to be like the Lord character, because, you know, everyone's going to have a Lord character. There's Constance, the character that I actually like out of this DLC. Okay. Balthus is like a big brawny guy, but he sort of just reminds me of Raphael, who's also a big brawny guy. And a, a female called Happy, who I still don't really know her deal, except that she, like, yawns or sighs and can summon monsters or something. I don't know. It's never really... <laughs> sure. It's, it's, it's just a thing that happens. But uh, the reason I actually I do like this DLC is, as much as I love Three Houses, what I like about this specific little eight-hour um, episode is it feels a bit more like classic Fire Emblem in the sense that mm. you have you only have permissions you can do. I think there's six or seven chapters. Uh, resources are limited. There's no like missions you can go and grind for cash or grind for gear. So basically, the cash you've got and the weapons you've got, like you, that's what you're working with. You can get a bit of extra gold from like some bullions from enemies and stuff. But generally speaking, you are running on limited supplies, which is honestly hasn't been a Fire Emblem thing for a while now because okay. they usually have a map where it's just like, hey, this is the map you do for money. If you do this, you get money, and then you can buy really good weapons for your army, and the game will be easy. And it's like, well, I mean, okay, fair enough, I guess. I understand why it's there. Maybe some people really need it. But it's kind of nice to go to this where that's just not there. Right. And it actually took a couple of chapters before I was really back into that mindset of just going, oh, I need to be a bit more careful. Because if these swords break, I gotta, I've got to spend my limited money to buy more. And I, right. I don't know if I can afford that. Which is especially important for a couple of the higher tier weapons, like the silver weapons. The store has a limited amount. So yeah, you've got to be really careful about who you spend that cash on. But that yeah. Yeah, I also appreciated the maps had some interesting objectives, which is again another thing that Three Houses I felt didn't really have. It was okay. fine because the combat was still fun. I liked the characters and the story was engaging. But yeah, a couple of the, especially on the, on the, the routes I've done, doesn't really explore interesting objectives too much. Whereas this one has... I will admit it does have some pretty cheap uh, reinforcement tactics, which is anyone who's played Fire Emblem knows that reinforcements suck. But at least there's like a staircase or a door and you can just get one of your units and you just sit him in on that tile and then no reinforcements can spawn. Just Where I, spawn camp it. Yeah, just like plop them down on there. They can't appear because you're blocking that tile. I noticed in this one there were points where they're just like, hey, here's reinforcements. I'm like, but... How was I supposed to know if I was going to spawn there? We're outside. There's no signal. I've got units there. So then you'd have to sort of rewind a, a, a turn to just make sure your unit's a bit more carefully placed in that area. It wasn't a huge deal, but sometimes it just came across as a little cheap. Okay. Just like, the ha-ha, we got you. I'm like, yeah, you got me because I didn't know this was going to happen. Right. It's not really... This isn't making me think tactically. You just surprised me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which doesn't... Yeah. But again, not a huge issue. It only happens a couple of times. There was one particular chapter that was quite hard because it has like four or five waves of reinforcements and it 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 was rough. <laughs> I think I burnt through a lot of my divine, divine pulses in that map just because one wrong move and like a weak ally was exposed from the rear. Dead. I'm like, okay, rewind. What about this? Not nah, exposed from the flank. All right. Rewind. Try. Okay, that time was good. All right, now we can progress forward. Oh, we're doing it again. Rewind. No. Rewind. Yep. Okay, there. Good. And just like sort of just snaking my way through using the power of time control. Right. Okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, still still good DLC. So I mentioned that I had problems with it being standalone. And that is because I don't think the story is very good. Okay. It's just... 
Because it features some characters from the main campaign. It has the three house leaders, of course. So it's got Edelgard, Dimitri, and Claude, who are all incredibly strong characters if you play three houses. With them, they bring Hilda, who is Claude's second-in-command, and then randomly, like, two other characters who... Linhart and Ash, who... I don't even care about them. <laughs> I, I was surprised they picked those two. I'm not sure if it was to balance classes, because Linhart's sort of like your healer, and Ash is like an archer. And you don't really have anyone else that does strict arch like archery in this DLC. Maybe that's why they picked him. I don't know. Either way, I just don't really care about those two characters. I like Hilda. Hilda's fine. But it just sort of meant that I was like, I don't really, I'm not really invested in what these characters are saying or doing. The Ashen Wolves aren't terribly compelling. They sort of, a lot of the time they feel like mashups of characters like Yuri's got a bit of Dimitri and Claude and has what looks like the these names all mean nothing to you and I realize that yep yeah <laughs> I'm just like these all sound like yep. just anime ass names and I'm like yep cool uh but yeah he's a mashup of those two and his character model is basically like um Lauren's honestly I'll link this to you afterwards and you'll immediately get it okay um Constance I like even though she's got kind of a tropey like two personality thing where she's in shade or in like shadow or darkness she behaves one way and in, in daylight she's a bit murkier and yeah i'm just like all right whatever the other two i couldn't really tell you anything about them <laughs> like, right okay i know that the the, the the punchy guy um Balthus, has an eight pack and he's so- not he's not settling for a six pack i okay he has an eight pack and it's intimidating sure does he i would is he the type i wouldn't of, fight him is he the type of character that constantly just like gets it out it's constantly out. All right. His, yeah. his outfit is just a jacket. Okay. Yeah. And, yep. and why, yeah, no shirt. So you are always looking at his eight pack. So he's so, yeah. He's going the going the uh, the Dante method. Yeah, he absolutely is. Except I don't think Dante's got an eight pack. Yeah, no. Ridiculous. No, fair enough. Yeah, it's, that's um, uh, that's sure is something. But yeah, so as a result of it being standalone, the story never really goes anywhere, and the new the four new characters, I feel like they have no real development in that side story. I mean, it is worth mentioning that when you finish the DLC, you can then recruit the four of them at various points in the main game. Right, yeah. And they all have full social like um, support conversation threads. So that's there's heaps of character development there. There's just not a lot in the DLC, which just struck me as a bit weird because not only, like, there's just no support stuff at all, which, again, is very much classic Fire Emblem before, like, I think it was, God, was it Fire Emblem 7? that first did it either way it's it really flashes back because i but no support stuff just again it just cuts out a lot of the character development these characters two characters talking and like developing through conversation it's just gone and right. i just sort of miss it i don't know it's weird yeah it seems like they've 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 gone more oh well we put that back in the main game but with those characters yeah but that involves you having to play through the main game Maybe for like the yeah. fourth time or something. If which is my memory is which is, it's fine for me because I am on my second route now, which is the the um, golden deer one. Mm-hmm. I've nearly finished that, and then I've still got to do the blue lions one, so I can pick them all up in the blue lions route. But at this point, like the game's nearly, gosh, ten nine months old at this yeah. point. Like a lot of people have finished all the routes and absolutely to go back and experience these characters full support trees which some of them include s ranks which usually involves like marrying a character after the game is finished you're gonna play a full path again and 
I love it, but if I'd already finished the four paths, I don't know if I could be convinced to go back. Yeah, that's that's asking a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. But hey, I mean, for the diehards, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I guess that's what, when it comes down to it, that's what DLC is about, really, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it? yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Especially um, in a game like I don't, this. I've sounded down about it, but I do really like it. I just yeah. think there are some things that it just didn't quite land on, which I would have liked it to have done better. Yeah. Um, it does introduce four new classes, some of which are kind of fun. Uh, so it's got Trickster, Darkfly, Warmonk, and Valkyrie. I actually like Trickster because it's a white magic, or I guess faith magic, and sword class, which is really handy to have a person who uses a sword but can also heal your guys. <laughs> That's just Right. Useful. Okay. Um, but yeah. And those are all, like, once you finish the DLC, you can then use, you can get those classes uh, in the main game uh, using a specific new, like, class seal which you've got to get from the abyss area which also is available in the main game so it adds enough to the main game it's just in the dlc itself as fun of them as fun as the missions were and i did enjoy seeing some of these characters back again a lot of the, the story stuff didn't really land right but hey at least the combat was fun awesome and like it, it is hard to complain after i did just after i'm i've got i put like 170 hours in this game and I've loved every second of it so it's just to sit here and be like oh but the DLC the story wasn't very good I'm like yeah but I've got four amazing paths to play through but that's the thing sure I missed this one but but that's the thing though like because you spent that much time in the game like it's, I'm not saying that you're being you're definitely not being entitled or anything about it but like it's it, you're you have expectations and you are probably looking at the game from a very a, a much more critical point of view because yeah. you've explored every inch well, not even every inch yet, but like you've explored. I'm working on that. <laughs> a lot of it already, so you you know the game inside and out. So when there are th- some things that may not be as up to scratch as the main game, they're probably going to stick out to you a lot more. Yeah, mm. it just uh, it, it feels like a little a little thing that honestly they could have released for like twenty bucks on its own. It's like, hey, here's twenty here's this twenty dollar eight hour Fire Emblem game. Have at it. I think it would have. Right. Could have been cool. And also a good way to sort of test the waters if maybe you're interested in, interested in Three Houses mm. but aren't sure if you want to fully commit. Yeah. So, I don't know. But it's it's fine. I, I liked it, and I'm looking forward to picking up those four new characters on my third playthrough eventually, hopefully, soon. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, awesome. What else you got for me, Karen? Uh, so the other one I've got is a game that this was like its chance to be talked about. Because after this, <laughs> I I, mean, I don't think it's coming back. Right. And that is, of course, DBZ Kakarot. Kakarot. Alrighty. Some Dragon Ball Z action. Yes. I know how much you love Dragon Ball, Joel. I know. I'm so excited to get into Jump Force. I'm... Because you love, you love Dragon Ball. You uh, bastard. So, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Honestly, the thing that... The most interesting thing about this game to me personally... It's just because it was made by CyberConnect2. Right. Which, for, for anyone who's been keeping track of a certain game, I can't wait for. And they, they've made anime games in the past. I think they made some of the really good um, Naruto games that a lot of people like. They do good stuff. Uh, they were the studio that was originally working on 7 Remake. Right. Back Way back in the day, before Square's like, actually, let's move this in-house and start from scratch. <laughs> right. Yep, 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 yep. So, Yeah. But Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, I guess the best way to describe it is it's an action RPG. Very much in the same vein as Xenoverse where, you know, lots of giant beams at the press of a button and lots of punching. Lots of, like, coming together and just, like, rapid punching and then... 
Yes. Someone does one one punch better, and then they go flying across the map through like four rocks. Special shout out to Kakarot though. Like at the end of the year, if I if I was to make a list of like top ten things I love doing in a video game, right? In this game, uh, the X button, the cross button. Sorry. Oh yes. <laughs> the cross button on, on the PlayStation controller. Yep. Uh, is essentially like the game's dodge, which is of course the uh the high speed maneuvers they do in the game, which is like you know the twist with the lines and all that. Yep. It's just really fun to do it. I love it. I would do it constantly. Even <laughs> if I didn't need to, it just was fun. It cost no, none of my energy. So just like already we've got like a 2020 highlight, just doing that. Oh, there you go. Hey, look, you said that this game might not get That's... talked about again, but who knows? We might add a category like that at the end of the year. It's true. We have a category for like top 10 highlights. Oh man! I mean, I'm not opposed to that. We can talk about that later, okay. but it's, we can. It's pretty good. That's very much an end of 2020 conversation. Mm, yeah. But yeah, do you have any questions about Dragon Ball Z Kakarot? Because at this point, what I would say about the game is it is the story of Dragon Ball Z, which I've probably spoken about enough. Really, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they fight Vegeta, then they fight Frieza, then they fight Cell, and then they fight Boo, and then the credits roll. Right there, you go. <laughs> so I got a few questions. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You brought up, um, is it CyberConnect, the the guys who developed it? Yeah, CyberConnect Cyber 2. So knowing that they were originally supposed to be slated to do 7 Remake, and then they got kicked off it, and now having played Kakarot, do you feel much better about the decision from Square Enix to move that in-house? It's so tough, right? Because I, a lot of the shortcomings that I felt at the other end of Kakarot are... Probably because it's just an anime game. Right. Yeah. Because by about, like, after you've basically, after I finished the Saiyan Saga, I was like, cool, I I know how combat works now. Right. Yeah. It's not super engaging. It's just kind of fun to punch someone in the face and then finish with a giant beam attack. I'm a simple man. Yep. And that is a simple pleasure. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, that's. Yeah. Like, it still, still works after all these years. Yep. Um, but yeah, I. I have to imagine that if they'd actually still been working on the seven remake, it would they would have had a chance to sort of flex their creativity a bit more. Right. But just this game doesn't really call for it. It just seems like they've, you know, a glorified version of something like Xenoverse or Budokai or something like that. That's it is very it it honestly has a lot of the DNA of Xenoverse. Yep. But it does have a lot of the RPG trappings for random. Like you can you've got stats and all that and you can eat meals. I never felt the need to, to like buff yourself because like the game's just kind of easy. It's fine. Right. Okay. But little sidebar. And this is, it's so funny because of course it shouldn't have been called this. It's called Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, but by the nature of following the story of Dragon Ball Z, Goku, he, you play, you spend a lot of time not being Goku. Okay. Because obviously, because obviously, Goku is the solution to all the problems. So, right. Okay. You go through large patches where it's like, hey, play as Gohan, play as Piccolo, play as Vegeta. It's like, oh wait, it's time to win the fight. Play as Goku. So maybe if it was named something that maybe not like Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, if it was like Dragon Ball Z the so, the okay. saga or something like that, or you know, the the playable. In our group chat, we spoke about this because yeah. Dragon Ball Z, even original Dragon Ball Z, should have finished at the Cell Saga. This should have finished up the Cell Saga, and it should have it should have been Dragon Ball Z Gohan or something, right? Or like Son of Goku or something like that, because yep. in because you play as Gohan a lot in that period, and he isn't really the solution of a problem until the end of the Cell Saga. 
So I think right. that could have worked better, but hey, it's fine. It's Dragon Ball Z Kakarot because Goku's the main character. I get it. Yeah. He's Goku. And they- he fires off Kamehameha's and he goes Super Saiyan. Yeah. yeah and, he, and he doesn't afraid of anything. <laughs> um, well, my other question... But un- unlike, unlike Broly, though, his power is not maximum. <laughs> I don't think I can put in any more memes there, so right. you have to take over. Right. Uh, over 9,000 something. Um, yeah. <laughs> that scene? Not fair. I, that seems like a missed opportunity. Um, there's a lot of there's a, as again, it's I'm a weird person when it comes to Dragon Ball Z because I know everyone's like, watch Dragon Ball abridged, watch Dragon Ball Kai, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, those are good ways to enjoy it. But it's just funny playing this game. I'm like, oh, there's a really cool scene there. Why didn't they put that? Okay, what were you thinking? Well, that that, that I guess that's a good segue into my next question. This is something we like you and I have spoken about off air, but I just wanted to sort of bring it to the table on the show. So you know, because it could be an interesting conversation as well. But for someone who doesn't have that greater knowledge of Dragon Ball Z. My knowledge of Dragon Ball Z comes from memes and hearing you guys talk about it and watching bits and pieces here. And the only saga I've seen pretty much the whole thing of is the Boo saga. So, um, man, of all the sagas, I know, I know. That's what I keep hearing. Um, of all the sagas, <laughs> that's what I keep hearing. But uh, yeah, so uh, it, it, do you think this is a good way? That it, this is a viable entry point into the series if you've been interested in getting into dragon ball z so look i think you could do it mm-hmm. but here's the problem a lot of what hit what what kept me in this game the most was my knowledge of dragon ball if that makes sense because right. since the gameplay isn't super compelling and again because it is an rpg like my finish time when i when i reached the credits of this game was about 40 or 50 hours okay there are like stretches in between sagas where you just do really boring side quests and it's not really fun. Okay. So without no, without following the trappings of Dragon Ball, I reckon the gameplay might honestly just turn you off. Okay. Fair enough. Yep. Just because of how the game's structured, it just, yeah, if you're not into Dragon Ball, I just don't know how much you could get out of it. I. It'd be cool if this game got a demo because I think if you can, if you could do the fight against Raditz at the start, because okay. there are some things the combat does that's cool. Like, what I really like, it gets kind of old eventually because they just keep reusing the same ideas. But a lot of the um, the main boss characters, like Raditz, like Nappa, Vegeta, Frieza, all those guys, they have, like, huge, really powerful attacks that you just have to sort of dodge. Okay. And it's sort of fun, right? Because, like, Raditz has got his, like, stupid double Sunday attack <laughs> where he, he, sp- he, like, fires two beams out in a circle around him and then sort of just moves them up and down. And you've got to sort of dodge up and down to not get hit by them. Like, Freezer's got an attack that basically turns the screen into, like, a shmup. And you've got to sort of dodge all those hit. Like, there's things there, right? But the combat, for the most part, stays the same. Although, I will say, playing as, Vege- like, Vegito at the end against Super Boo is so much fun. Right. And the animation in this game and some of the attacks that you can do is just cool. Okay. Like... I really like the dramatic finishes in Dragon Ball Fighters, for example. Yeah. If using the right steps in this, basically you can you can give every enemy that you fight in the game that sort of like huge beam attack finish. Right. Where you get like the that you watch him get disintegrated by the beam and the beam flies out into space and you're like, That's just cool, man. That's just cool. So it it seems like there's a lot of like arbitrary systems in play that maybe don't need necessarily need to be there. Do you think this game would have benefited from being a little bit shorter? Absolutely. Right. Okay. Like, this could have worked better if it had just been 
again, I don't. It would have been a tougher sell, I think. But yeah, just if it had gone back, if it had been like Xenoverse, <laughs> right? That yeah, okay. Like, because the combat's fun. It is like don't get me wrong. The combat I think feels a bit better than Xenoverse. I don't know what it is about it because they're very similar. Like you yeah. know. Pretty standard punch, charge up, key button, attacks, and many if you want to do especially you hold a shoulder button and press like a face button corresponding to the attack. Yep. Transformations are pretty much the same thing. Like it's it's all kind of the same. I don't know, I guess it just felt a bit snappier. And that could be because even at this point, Xenoverse 2 is a few years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like when we eventually get Xenoverse 3, maybe it'll play more like this. Who knows? Mm. But okay. yeah, I there's a lot of fat that could be trimmed from this game to make it better. Possibly okay. the entire boo saga. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey whatever man yeah you, you, you do you you want to you want to go you want to see the end saga you can i don't think it's worth it although you, actually yeah. you get the vegeto fight so maybe it's worth playing to the vegeto fight and then going oh man vegeto beat boo that was cool <laughs> and then just calling it because it's it's not great from there dusting oh, off but the fight against kid boo was good okay, you know what, <laughs> i had very complicated feelings about the boo saga uh, it seems so it seems very so like i i like bits of it because that was the thing, like, going through this game, it was reminding me how, like, how so clearly I prefer the Freezer saga. Not just because I think Freezer's the best villain. Yep. I just think the fights are better. And how much I liked the, the Saiyan saga. And how much it, it actually reminded me that I kind of find Cell a bit boring. Right. I'm like, okay, okay you're, you're strong because you were made to be strong. Okay, wait. So Dr. Jiro made a character that was stronger than Freezer. And could get stronger by absorbing energy. Hang on a second, Dr. Shiro. <laughs> hey, Why don't you just do this from the start? Hey, hey. Sounds like anime. Sounds like anime. Yep. That's fair. It's a, But yeah. Um, and yeah, just how much I don't like Boo. But at the same time, I like the Gotenks fight against Boo. I like when Gohan gets to not suck again. <laughs> I like Margin Vegeta. I like Kid Boo. It's just complicated. Right. Much like how I feel about Kakarot. It's a game that I played and for the most part enjoyed but now that i finished i've forgotten so much apart from the things i knew from the anime that seems that sounds very similar to my thoughts after seeing sonic uh <laughs> like just, just that just dawned on me then i was like that's pretty much how i felt i was like there's some parts i laughed at but you know there was some laughing i've just there was some sighing i've just moved i've just moved on with my life there, now. Was, a, there was some olive garden gift cards oh boy let's let's not um, uh, Uh, have you got anything else, Karen? Uh, do you want to do, as I say, do you want to do your thing next? Or do you want me to just keep rolling with mine and then roll into yours? How many, how many are you bring to the table? I mean, I've got one and then I thought of another one that I actually hadn't talked about on the show, but we'll see if we've got time. Um, uh, uh look, I'll, I'll jump into mine cause then we can lead back into yours as well because yeah, okay. they're kind of similar in a way. Um, the genre is very similar. Yes. Similar in the way that they are the same genre. Um, so I, I played, saw, it was coming out of the, the uh, eShop. I saw a trailer for it and I'm like, all right, cool. And I'd heard, I remember hearing someone, I think it was Daniel Bloodworth from Easy Allies talk about this uh, during E3, I believe. Um, and there's a game called Kunai. Uh, it's by Turtle Blaze. Uh, only one other game that they had that I can see that they've made, which I found out tonight is actually a game I got into the beta for is a, a mobile game called road warriors. It's, I think I don't know why, but it's just funny to me. Just yeah. it illustrates how small the world is. Yeah. It's, it was called road warriors. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was really fun. I really enjoyed that game, uh, playing the beta of it and, uh, kind of reminded me that I should go back to it. Cause I, I really enjoyed it, but 
Uh, Kunai is a uh, Metroidvania, plain and simple. Um, it wears its heart on its sleeve. Um, the save, like the save areas, are like tubes of light that you stand in and you save your game. So it's it's Super Metroid, or it's Metroid in general. Um, but yeah, it's basically the, the, the setup for it is set in a like a you know distant future where there's a traumatic event that's shaken the world um and everything's been uh, human life's almost been completely wiped out by this uh, evil ai uh, and then you take control of uh, a little tablet called tabby who's a killer robot infused with the soul of an ancient warrior uh and what that basically means is you you don't start off with them but eventually within the first like probably half an hour of the game you get the titular kunai so you get <gasps> mm, surprise I'm shocked. What a twist. An M. Night Shyamalan-esque twist. What um, a twist. Yeah, so you get these two kunai, uh, and basically they they serve as grappling hooks. So that's your main method of trans- like of like traversing the maps. Quick quick question. Mm-hmm. On a scale of one to Worms Armageddon, how do the kunai feel? They feel just as fun, but much more control. <laughs> Let's put it that way. You know what? Perfect. It, 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 it's exactly right. It was like... Like, I... I love the ninja rope in the Worms games, mm-hmm. but also it's the scariest thing to use in the world. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. This one feels a lot more, like, uh, much like most Metroidvanias, this feels very open to, like, speedrunning and things like that. And when you get into, like, you'll get into, like, moments every now and then where you'll know parts of a map and you'll just start, like, instead of walking along, you'll just start, like, like Tarzan swinging along with your, like, using your, your kunai, just, like, grappling forward. Uh, and then like one of my favorite things in any metroidvania is when you get to know the map that good yeah like and this has it like it's it's not an overly long game i beat it in like probably about Again, five days yeah that's perfect for a metroidvania yep, that's absolutely. what so many metroidvanias miss this is the thing like so i know i'm i was racking my brain well before bringing this to the show because like i was trying to think of things that i that like i could be like critical about it um and i guess i don't know i really i just i genuinely just had a lot of fun with this game like I think the length is perfect. I think it's probably about eight or nine hours, maybe, maybe 10 if you stretch it out. That is a good length. Yeah. And it's like, it's like for that eight or nine, eight to 10 hours, it's meaty as well. Like it throws you straight in. You've got like your basic attack methods are you get the kunai, but you start off with a, a, like a samurai sword as well. So you use that for dashes, uh, for like slashing enemies and things like that. Um, and you can basically like parkour off people again, leading into that whole speed running thing. So the way that the levels are designed is like, because you start to see like this, like like the matrix, you start to see the code after a while where you're like, I can see that these are placed perfectly, like these enemies are, perf- are placed perfectly far apart that I can like jump and like attack, down attack on top of one of them and then propel myself forward onto the next one. So... That's very reminiscent of Hollow Knight. That was one yeah. of my favorite things about Hollow Knight. When you start realizing the enemies are placed out perfectly to do like that down slash to bounce off of them, yep. dash into them. Like even if she's using that down slash bounce to to take shortcuts or to like to mm-hmm. speed run a bit. Like it's just little cool things like that. I love it. Yeah, like, and like when you combine when you combine that with these two like grappling hooks that you've got, it like it just you feel when you get into the zone with it, you just feel so like awesome, and it's such a good feeling. And you know what, Joel? Mm-hmm. It's not the only thing, but, and I look again, I know you love roguelikes, yeah. but it's just one of those little things where I'm like, I see the fun of a roguelike, but I love that intentionally like placed, just game design, For like sure. enemy yep. here, 
like in a specific spot so you can do this and yeah it's, i like i that. mean you can argue there are roguelikes that do that oh yeah for sure yeah. absolutely but, but most of them yeah i get what you mean most I'm of them are the ones that are like like full procedural procedurally like, generated. Yeah. it's like hey everything's different i'm like yeah oh, but okay yeah um, again it's a little thing that's just what's one of the things that i always think about when i think of roguelikes i just love carefully designed games like this yeah like, and this is you can f- you can feel there's paths you can take using your cool abilities to just have fun and doing the thing as well where it's like there's like secret areas as well so like there are parts of the area where you like go to jump and like um like hold onto a wall because you can sort of like hold onto a wall and slide down yeah. a little bit um there'll be parts where you're going to oh. do that and you'll go through it's like a, a how, does, how does the wall slide feel um it's pretty slow Honestly, you don't... I love, I love a good wall slide, especially when we talk about the game I've been playing. Right, well. yeah. You, you don't... You probably... It's not a, a, a technique you would use most. Um, you would probably... Once you've got the, both the kunai, which is, again, very early on, uh, you can start upgrading because there's, like, upgrades and stuff you can get for all your weapons. Um, one of the upgrades you can get for the kunai is a slingshot. So, basically, if you're there's an area where you can, like... Because the way that the, the kunai work is um, it's, like, L-trigger and R-trigger. So you, your left one is L-trigger, your right one is R-trigger. So you can, like, grapple your way up, like, mine shafts or things like that. Like, you know, long corridors or, like, what's an upward corridor? A mine shaft? Like, it's not necessarily always a mine shaft, but you get what I mean. For some reason, I just think of verticality. Yeah, yeah, it's got great verticality. Which is then it's got good verticality. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, I hate that I said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. I've said it unironically before. Don't worry about it. Um, but you can visceral when you've got that uh, when you've got that, that that upgrade, the slingshot upgrade. You can like pop them both out at once in like one of those vertical mine shafts, vertical corridors, uh, and then hold down. And then once you let that go, it like rocket, like it propels you upwards. So you can use that to sort of like again add more speed to your run if that you so choose, but also make you feel like a badass um okay yeah so there are other weapons you get as well you get um some smgs which are pretty stock standard smgs they've got um like ammo that refills over time if you so if you burn it all you've got to wait a little bit before it comes back but if you use it sparingly you can sort of get around that um but you can also use it uh very much uh much like the the game Downwell. um so if you fire down when you jump you can use it to sort of like a rocket jump essentially across gaps. So there is actually areas where you need to do that, where it's like, it's a big gap. So once you, once you get back at the end of the game and you're like, I've got all the upgrades, I've got all the things that I need. Uh, there's this area I want to get across. Cause I was like trying to fill out the map. Cause I was like, this game is really fun and I'm enjoying it. So I want to try and find as much stuff as I can. Um, and where it was a part where it was like, you can't like use your kunai to grapple to the roof. Cause there are parts where it's like you, they restrict you from using it, which, you know, classic metroidvania stuff as well it's like you can't use that ability here because it would break the game and it's like yep all right that makes sense (laughs) um so basically you've got to do like a running jump and then you get a double jump eventually so you you jump double jump and then fire down with the smgs and like hover across the last part to get to the uh like across a a giant gap that otherwise you would fall in the science the science checks out (laughs) i mean hey look yeah when you get it right you, you just sort of like do it effortlessly it's such a good feeling um and you get also get a rocket launcher as well, I believe. Um, and then there are upgrades to all those weapons. There are upgrades to the sword as well. You can I don't know how many times you can upgrade it. I only ended up upgrading it like 
two or three times it just adds more damage to it so like when you're going back through with like lower level enemies you can just like one shot them basically um but yeah and i haven't even talked about the art style of this game it's got this really great like 16-bit like that high fidelity 16-bit um like pixel art and it's just really it it reminds me of very similar because it uses a lot of like you know color palettes for specific areas reminds me very much of like shovel knight in a way um okay yeah Yeah, shovel knight looks gorgeous yeah like and it is it's stunning i played it all in handheld i didn't i had a look at it very briefly on tv it looked stunning um but yeah i i mean i just really enjoy this game it's it's like 25 bucks i think it's well worth your time if you like metroidvanias like it's a no-brainer you need to get this game uh it's it's on my wish list. yeah like honestly like if i had if i hadn't just finished a metroidvania i would be all over it. yeah a hundred percent like it's i i'm so glad i because i just watched the trailer and i'm like oh this looks pretty cool and then i was like when does it come out oh tonight okay by the way how nice a surprise is like yeah that? we're just like when is it oh wow cool yeah so i jumped on my switch and i'm like well sure <laughs> it's out i might Give that a go, and I'm really glad I did. I just, I, it's definitely a game well and truly up my alley, and um, it's well and truly worth your time if you're into Metroidvanias for sure. I mean, that isn't that is entirely my shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why it's, it's on my wish list. Oh, I didn't even mention it too. Like, you can use a sword to like deflect bullets back a bit. So there are like turrets. Like one of the enemy types is like a turret, and the only way you, you can't actually attack it with your sword. The only way you can defeat it is by deflecting bullets back. So just like mashing the attack button. And it's just like, again, yes. when you get into that run, you're just like, oh man, this feels so good. Um, oh, one last thing. The boss fights are great. Um, I haven't had this much fun with boss fights in like a Metrovania game like this. Like, I feel like taking cues from a lot of other Metrovanias and, and putting them in here, but also like using the skills that they've put in the game, like, like the kunai and like rockets and things like that as well to sort of your advantage um made some for some really interesting and fun boss fights that were quite challenging uh but not it was like smash your head against a brick wall challenging um like they all felt achievable which that's the key in one of these games is like to have it like you want the challenge there you want it to feel difficult but in my opinion anyway like you want it to feel difficult but you also want it to feel like it's not unobtainable um it doesn't feel like all hope is lost but yeah oh yeah no no, yeah you absolutely want to be at a like to see the weakness yeah like there's to be like if i do if i don't like so i died but if i i know that when he it does this if i do that i can get around it. yeah like there's one like one boss fight you have to like scale a mountain like three times so i think because it keeps knocking you down and i know that sounds really bad but in that sounds bad it sounds bad but in the context of how it's it plays out it actually feels really really good i'll give it the benefit of it yeah it like that was the only time where i was like oh okay maybe but like i when once the boss fight was over i'm like you know what that was fun i enjoyed that um yeah some really cool I stuff say, we are living in a much better like video game boss fights are so much better right since the rise of from software yeah absolutely like uh, they bought back boss fights and i'm so thankful for it just, because i love i love a good boss fight yeah just like putting um putting more personality in the boss fights as well which this yeah. has it in spades as well Nice. Um, nice, nice, nice. Yep. Yeah. So that's Kunai. Um, I, cool. I mean, I'll mention it briefly as well. Like the other reason why I want people to go and check this game out is it got review bombed in the last week, uh, apparently by one person who didn't 
like it wasn't because they didn't like the game or they were it wasn't a group of people it was one person who was just having a shit day and decided to fucking take it out on these poor guys um turtle blazer are a three three man dev team and um yeah just it took it out on them and review bombed their 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 user critic score on, on metacritic went from 8.1 to 1.7 in like 16 hours or something it was disgusting um it's creeped back I mean, up there again now but yeah it's just just on the on the dl fuck the user score on any of those sites yeah i agree um <laughs> they hold no value at all don't even look at them yep um yeah unless uh, that's why unless it's like steam mm. where i like that steam's like hey this person played this game for 50 hours i'm like okay Oh. This person played the game for half an hour. All right, I'm probably not going to listen to your opinion then. Yeah. I actually really, I do like that feature on the Steam reviews. I'm like, cool, you played heaps. I'm willing to listen to your opinion. Absolutely. But yeah. um, I, I, I guess that's that way of sort of, because it is on a site like that, on like Metacritic and stuff like that, it's really hard to stop like review bombing. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's why I'm always just never pay attention to those, which is weird though, because like the, the audience score on t- Rotten Tomatoes is different. Anyway, different topic. Continue. Absolutely. Um, I was just looking at as well at a, a before we on the Turtle Blazers Twitter account. They put up a run. There's a there's a there's like a trial part in uh, in the game where it's like you've got to beat it in a certain period of time. So it's effectively just speed running. Um, and someone's just like nails it and i'm like and i've also seen just saw some like tips and tricks as well to get through it and i'm like oh maybe i should go back and try that again um because i didn't actually finish that part but yeah it's very very good um go and show them some love and pick it up it's out on pc and switch um it's uh, again i don't want to sound like a broken record because i feel like i said at least once every week uh or every episode um it is a perfect switch game because it is just it's fun to sit on the couch and play so, worth your time. But uh, I'm not the only one who's played a Metroidvania this week, as we sort of alluded to a little bit earlier on in the show. Kyron, you've been playing Guacamelee 2. Tell me about your experience with that. Joel, I have been. It was on special recently. And you know what? I really like Guacamelee 1. Yep. I always meant to get to, Guac- to Guacamelee 2. Yep. So this week was the week. And I've actually finished it, which I don't think I did for Guacamelee 1. I think I sort of dropped off. I don't remember why. This one I saw through to the end, and yep. God, it was fun. See, I finished one and didn't finish two. <laughs> really? That's interesting. Yeah. I, I, not because I didn't like it. I was I was doing collectibles, and I got stuck on a really hard part, uh, and then I dropped so it. So you see, and, yeah. that's what happened to me. Like, I got to, I got started getting some of the collectible puzzles, like platforming puzzles, yep. started getting hard, and I was like, you know what? Nothing's really killed me, so I'm going to leave you behind. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I think I should go back to it. Maybe I'll do that this week, actually. I do recommend it. Like, yeah. Go back and finish Because you know what? That game is game's so stupid, but it's so funny. Drinkbox uh, games do good stuff. The stuff they've made have all been really good. Like Guacamelee, Severed is a really good game. Um, and I think it's on Switch as well now. And it, it is, like, yeah, yeah. You use the touchscreen because for it. Because they, they were all on special. That's why I bought Guacamelee yeah. too. Severed is definitely worth your time. It's really cool. Like, I, I don't... I haven't played... It's like a first-person dungeon crawler mixed with Infinity Blade, and it's just I really cool. I talking about it. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, I believe you did a uh, on our YouTube channel. I did actually. Yeah, you did a I recommends did. on it because I could screen cap stuff. I could screen record stuff off my uh, off my iPhone, so I did. <laughs> I got all my video footage from that. Um, um, but yeah. yeah, boy, if you if you have 
a passing interest in Metroidvanias and saving the Mexiverse, then absolutely <laughs> get Guacamelee 2 because it's the opening to that game is hilarious. It's the sense like, of humor in that game is so fantastic. Like I talked about Kunai wearing its heart on its sleeve and knowing exactly what it is. This, this is one like, is just wearing a big heart costume, honestly. Oh, yeah, and just takes it to with a fucking luchador mask over the top of it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like the intro, right? I just love that the second so you you're jumping through through like timelines and, and like realities and universes. Your first stop is the um limbo universe. Yep. Ever yep. so briefly. Because I was like, what is this like black and white? I mean, this is probably a reference to something. Mm-hmm. And you go through the doorway and then a spider attacks down where you were. I'm like, oh, that was limbo. Yep. It's jeez, oh, that's God. it's whoa. so funny. Yeah. It's and then so there's good. like the um the the president, like the president's been kidnapped. Are you are you a bad enough of a dude to rescue him? Whatever that is, like the El Presidente. Yeah, bad guys or whatever. Bad something dudes, like that. Yeah. I was like, this is hilarious. Yep. And just all the dumb like there's a entire section, I messaged this to you, <laughs> where you have to go through this guy's collection of what do they call it? They they I chose those statues, but they have their own name for them. I can't remember what it it's is. It's something to do with chickens because like it, yeah, yeah, it's something it's... like that. Funny because like Chozo were bird people anyway, but it's, um, it's very similar to Chozo. Like it's, it's it absolutely is, but it, yeah. again, it's it's funny, it's great. It, it appeals to my Metroid fan. Yep. Um. But yeah, so you've got to go through his like his storage room full of all these antique things. He's just like, no, I've kept them in mint condition. These are these are <laughs> these are great. And you just start smashing them. Yep. And you get like quick blink and like fresh <laughs> breath and all these weird power ups. And it was the only time that I wish that there was like a because like in Metroid games. When you get power ups, there's the like the character status screen that has like Samus's armor, and you can see like ice beam and like missile launcher yeah. and morph bombs. Man, I wish it'd been like one of those for Guacamelee, so I could see that I've got like quick blink and fresh breath and all those. Yeah, but those jokes, I was, I was honestly in stitches doing that entire section. It was so funny. It's like I and it does, it does, it does like the the the, the whole like big grand uh gesture thing yeah. as well like you pick it up and it does like the zoom in and like does the whole you got this power up you're like what the fuck <laughs> quick blink i'm like yeah what? yeah it's great fresh breath was the one that killed me like that fresh breath is so good and fucking great yeah you, i think you get like four or five of them and each one of them i found hilarious another really <laughs> dumb thing because obviously it deals with like multiple timelines there's like multiple versions of that one character like the goat guy who gives you a lot of your power ups yep <laughs> there's one where you smash open one of the Chozo statues, and he tries to give you a power you've already got. Yep. And another one of the goat guys comes in and he goes, hey, you're at the wrong statue, mate. <laughs> this is where I go. You're meant to be over here. And it's just, this game's funny. It's I was very laughing. funny. Maybe it's because I just really like Metroid and having those jokes in there was just like, I get this. This is hilarious. But, but I, I still... really, like, I really enjoy Guacamelee too. Yeah, like, I still think even without, like, having a, a vast knowledge or even, like, a minor knowledge of uh, of Metroid, um, I still think there's so much in there that's funny. Like it's mm-hmm. just, it is so stupid, but it's it's brilliantly stupid, and I, I love like even, it so much. Even in that intro part when you fight what I assume is the last boss of the first game, yeah, it is, <laughs> which is a great throwback to um, Symphony of the Night, where you fight uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dracula at the start, and you're like, oh, okay. You fight the last boss, and even the characters are like, I remember that being a lot harder, but yeah. okay. <laughs> It's it's cool too because like good that's so funny. It's because it's also good too because there's been like a big such a big gap between like Guacamelee one and two. Um, it was a good like it it serves as a refresher for those who did play the first one and and were like, wait, what was I doing again? And may not have played it recently. Um, but also does it in a way that will fucking make you laugh a lot. And it's 
It's oh, just so, so much funny. fun. And that's not even speaking to how fun it is to do the combat. Like, I still oh. just love punching people or, like, grabbing them and, like, pile-driving them or kicking them into, like, spikes or acid. Yep. Trying like- to get, like trying to get those really long combo strings. I think I, apart from the end one with a big chicken, I got like the nine, nine, nine combo. Yeah. Just like managing to get to a 200 hit combo just with all the power ups you, you buy. Yeah. It's just so much fun. Yeah. And you and- go and do the, 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 um, the, what's the, the, there's like a guy that runs like a gym and you go there to get like, Oh yeah. The, the firehead guy. Yeah. Yeah. And you do the challenges was, there. And he was a bad guy in the first one, wasn't he? I think so. I think he still run the gym as well. Cause I remember I them. So. I, I the remember, gym's being a part of the first game. It's like, I could still beat you, mate. <laughs> yeah, like, that's you're, right. You're yeah. like, oh, all right, sure. Whatever. <laughs> I think cause maybe in the first one, maybe at the last thing you had to do was fight him. I'm not sure. Maybe, like yeah. in terms of like, of that, that quest line essentially. Um, but yeah, it's just, it is such a good game. I, I really enjoy it. But you're right, with that combat, it's just, it feels so good to do. And when you're like grabbing enemies and throwing them into other enemies and then like uppercutting people and then dashing across. And it, when you get. starts throwing in like the dimensions as well. Like, yeah. Having, having like the trigger button, like shoulder button, be how you swap between the two dimensions. Mm-hmm. So simple, so good, makes it so easy to do for the combat when enemies are in different dimensions, for the platforming. Yep. It's just, this game, and I think that's why they're able to throw in those super hard environmental puzzles that just, boy, if you get them, you feel so good. And you can yep. see how you can do them, but sometimes it's just the execution. You're just like, God, it's, I've got to be like on the money with each of my button presses. Yep. I think I've done all of them fight. except for one or two. Like that's, and that's, that's what stopped me. Like I, I did quite a few of them and I was like, I'm feeling pretty was- good about myself. <laughs> I was both. I was pretty much doing all of them until like the last third of the game, where I'm like, "These are, these are getting hard," and I want to do them, but I also want to finish the game. So, but now I finish it, I'm honestly probably going to go back and have a shot at some more of them. I still need to get all the uh, key pieces to go fight the the thing in the chicken temple, whatever it is. Yeah, that's that's. I got the um the complete edition as well. So I got this DLC. I got a bunch of costumes. I don't know. Oh, that means you've got the Greg Miller DLC as well. Possibly. I haven't I unlocked him yet. I don't know if it's on the Switch, but like I remember that they did. Um, because Greg Miller loves the game. They put um, game. they put like um, essentially shirtless Spider Man as a oh, skin, nice. and it changes your chicken form into Portillo, which is Greg Miller's dog. So that um, was one thing I was going to bring up. I love that all of the costumes have like even when you unlock the other characters, like yeah, forget their names, but you can play as the guy who's got like the hat and talk to the three chickens and all mm-hmm. that. Yep, yeah, like when you go into his chicken form, it's the three chickens, and it's just like. It's just little touches like that that make them feel like their own character, and I love it. It it just makes it makes me laugh a little bit, but also it makes me a bit sad. Is that uh, Greg was really excited when he got the the code with that uh, for that DLC stuff, all that that the costume. And he was like, "Yeah, I'm playing as myself. Oh, and it's Portillo. This is really great." But anytime it took that Portillo took damage, and it made like the sound that the chicken makes when you take damage because they didn't change the sound files. He was like that. It was too. Because it was too traumatic, I couldn't do it. I had to, I had to take it off because it, it was, it was getting to him too much, and I was like, "Oh, Greg." <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it's a fun game, and it's we, you didn't, we haven't like mentioned. I don't even think I mentioned either. I think when I bought it a while ago as well, but like, it's four player co op as well. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, I that game would be crazy with four players. Yeah, I, I'd be interested to try that out one day. Actually, just to, even with like a couple of people, because. Hmm. I played the first one on Vita. It was one of the, because I tagged it as a plus game. And when I got my Vita, when I was waiting for my copy of Persona 4 Golden to arrive, I was like, well, I've got all these 
like PlayStation Plus games, I'd tag one and I'd check one of these out. And I played through all of Guacamole on my Vita. Uh, I, I think remember, it was the first game I finished on it. I remember I liked Guacamole 1, even though I didn't finish it, I still really loved it. I liked it so much, I bought the PS4 upgrade for it. Yeah. The, <laughs> Which was we, like two bucks or something. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, take it. That's my money. It's, I mean, Dreambox make really cool stuff. And they just... They do. They're one of those, those, those uh, devs that like... They don't do stuff all the time, but when they do, you're like, ah, it's a drink box game. It's gonna be, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be interesting in some way. Yeah, they're also it bright is, and colorful as well. They really are. The, the the environments are so yeah. They look vibrant and alive. There's always stuff happening on the foreground, whether you're going through a town or even just like reading the, the meme signs in the background. Oh my like, god, yeah. Just really well put together games. Fun to play. Fun to just enjoy the story of and just cackle at the writing. Just oh man, hundred percent. Could not agree. I, could, I think I think it was like a ten hour run, and I just loved every second of it. Yeah, it's definitely worth your time. Like between that and Kunai, if you're if you're starved for some sort of Metroidvania action, like get both of those, you, and you're set you for like a couple have, of weeks. You currently have four incredible options. Yeah, you've got yep. you've got those two. You've got Hollow Knight, and you've got Bloodstained. Like uh, well, Hollow Knight and Bloodstained, you need to set aside time for though. <laughs> like I mean, yeah, those are lengthy games. How I not the most because it's got six hundred hours of gameplay crammed into <laughs> yeah, it. It really does. All those DLCs <laughs> that they put out. Oh I mean, thank God. you, Team Cherry, but like, oh yeah, you outdid but yourselves. I'm so intimidated by that game. Yeah, it's very intimidating. Um, but yeah, that's Guacamole Two. I really liked it. If you're curious, definitely check it out. Again, for the same reasons, if you like a good Metroidvania, play this game. If you yep. like a Metroidvania that's going to make you laugh, then yeah, play this game because I was in stitches for a lot of it. It's just so funny. Hundred percent. I could not agree anymore. Um. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's about it for the quest log this week, isn't it? Yeah. Anything else you want so. to bring, or you're all good? I mean, I did play. I I picked up the um, Australian Bushfire Relief Humble Bundle uh, like a month ago when they put that on sale. Because um, I was like, "Fuck yeah, it's a good cause," and there was also a lot of really good games in it. Uh, one of which was the Gardens between uh, the Gardens between by uh, Melbourne Devs uh, Voxel Agents. Um, uh, just really quickly, it's worth your time. It's like a three-hour game. Uh, play it. It's beautiful. It's got great music. Play it with headphones. I played it on my PC, and I turned the lights off in my study and put my headphones on, and it's just visually stunning. It's got a really great gameplay like hook uh, in terms of like like fast-forwarding and rewinding time. Uh, and using that to your advantage to sort of like solve platforming puzzles. Um, and it's got like a really sweet story. Uh, I, I don't really want to talk about it that much because I think you should experience it, but it is... It's on Game Pass. It's on Game... Yeah, exactly. It's on Game Pass. It's 100% worth the three hours it'll take you to go through it. And um, some really great music as well. So big thumbs up to Voxel, the, the Voxel agents um, for their so, work so on the guns if, if between. You have, if you have Game Pass, queue up that and Outer Wilds and you're set. Yeah, I've got to get back to that. Game Pass Essentials. Um, yeah, no, Gardens Between is a big old thumbs up from me. But, um, yeah, all right. Well, I think that we've done with that now. I think we should move on. I have to pose you a question, Joel. Oh. Because we are heading into the next the next um, segment. Dope or no pop bonus round? Ooh, I'm going to go... You know what? I'm going to leave it as a surprise. Oh god! But wait. now we're done with the quest log, Karen. I think it's time we kick it into the bonus round. Bonus round. Just wanted to keep everyone on their toes. Like yeah, nothing. wow. I was yeah. just 
for a second, I'm like, surprise, but, uh, but at the same time, I, ha- I have missed the bonus round bumpers, so it's good to have you back bonus round. Yeah, exactly. I thought that'd be, it'd make more sense. Um, like, the reason I was going to ask, I'm like, it's dope or nope. It's not really dope or nope, because we're talking about this regardless. So. Surprise, spoiler alert, it's a big fucking dope for me. Um, but yeah, What's so a twist. The bonus round uh, was primarily our question and answer segment, but I think we're saving it now as well for when there's like a big topic that we kind of want to talk about. Um, and all uh, games, I'm cooking up games. We might better do all games as well. So this is sort of like a, quite literally the bonus round. So it could be anything. Again, keeping you guys on your toes. Um, and me apparently, and you surprise. Uh, so uh, two days ago, as of recording. <clears throat> or like technically one day ago, but uh, as of recording, we had a, a Nintendo Direct um, solely focusing on Animal Crossing New it's Horizons. Fine. It's fine. I'm taking <laughs> this well. Yes. Yes, Karen, are you okay? Just, just, it's, it was good. Like, I mean, I'm fine. I'm, I'm it, over the moon. <laughs> I think it's funny, right? Because in a lot of ways, people expected it because there was a lot of talk about an embargo if it was going to be lifting that day right for animal crossing yeah it's just like oh okay then it's probably gonna be a direct and bam there's a direct yeah so let's uh let's get real tinfoily here <laughs> yes nintendo hasn't put out their pax east lineup yet right PAX East is next weekend just putting that into the ether maybe i can make a general direct appear just trying to push it out out into the world out into the world using the secret Karen. you're trying to will it to existence you're trying to will it god damn it anyway (laughs) there was an animal crossing direct joel i'll be leaning heavily on you for this because i watched it i was like hey this is kind of neat and then i was you were talking to me and i was checking twitter i'm like people are losing their minds yeah is this how it feels to be on the other side (laughs) yes it yeah so like (laughs) this is this is I'm so excited for this game. I I am not new to the Animal Crossing franchise. The only one I haven't played is the GameCube one. Um, just because, I don't know, I, I think back when I eventually got my GameCube, I just didn't track it down. Like With hindsight now, I wish I had of because I, I adore this game, which is really weird because I don't normally particularly go for these type of like, it's not a survival game, but like, you know, simulation life simulator games i'm not huge into the sims i'm not huge into those sort of games um but there's something about animal crossing that is it, it i think i've mentioned this before on i can the show. tell you what it is i can tell you exactly what it is yeah it's just how chill it is yeah so it's it's, it's a new it's like not a new genre i've mentioned this before but i'm 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 making it a genre which is like low stakes good vibes that's that's not really a genre but okay no it is there's a lot of games that fit into the low stakes good vibes category stardew valley low stakes good vibes it has it okay all right okay current low stakes good vibes it has a genre but all right (laughs) i know it's 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 called called harvest moon but okay it's called low stakes good vibes um Uh, all right but that's how i describe these games like someone calling this podcast low stakes good vibes (laughs) you might want to check that i think i actually named one of the episodes that oh god (laughs) i feel like i might have used that already um but yeah one of the guys my manager at work was asking me about because i came into work just like buzzing about animal crossing yeah because i was so excited as i'm sure many animal crossing fans were doing yeah absolutely um and he asked me he's like what what's what's the deal with like this game what's the deal with animal crossing because he plays games and stuff as well um more of a like a cod division two destiny kind of player 
Um, but he's like, oh, what's the deal with Animal Crossing? I said, legitimately, it is low stakes, good vibes. He's like, all right, okay. And I like showed him, and he's like, okay, like, yeah, I can see that. Low stakes, good vibes. Um, and yeah, that's what the, this is basically is. Um, I think the reason why a lot of fans are super excited, apart from the new additions that they talked about um, in the direct, is the fact that this is like the first real meaty bit of information that we've got. Because before this, we, we got, uh, first of all, we got confirmation that a, an Animal Crossing Switch game was happening via, via Tom Nook sitting at his desk after the um, Isabel smash reveal, I believe it was. Yeah, it was. Because it, that, everyone was really mad. I'm like, it's happening. Yeah, Be happy. Yeah, exactly. You know, All I got was a logo for Metro Prime 4. I got nothing else. That's very true. a logo. And then like two years later, they were like, hey, actually, we're starting again. I'm like, but I don't even know what you were making. Yeah, exactly. They, you what know, were like, you making? Like, anyway, continue. Forget, forget all you know. Um, uh, but yeah, and after that, we had like a trailer which was in one of the directs i think the e3 direct definitely had more information yeah and it it finished like the very first thing on the treehouse was them playing that's right yeah and it was basically them confirming that it's like well like them revealing that it's an island setting um uh, tom nook has his own like company he's the ceo of a company now called nook inc and he's offering this new package which is the um uh, Desert Island Getaway Package, I believe it's called. But, um, but now we know so much more. Yeah. So a lot of stuff's returning to the series. Um, you'll start off with a very modest abode and you can build it up from there. You'll have, uh, you know, NPC villages that will come to your island and some will decide they I love to stay. They, I love they wash up sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Well, uh, that's from... That's from New Leaf, I think. Was that that guy's important. Well, he, he runs... Did, but- so it, do other people wash up or is it just that guy? Because I honestly just want so, just to wash up on my island. I think that's going to happen in this one. But like, I think in, in Animal Crossing New Leaf, from my memory, this I could be wrong, but he was the guy, when he rocks up, he starts to run the, and you look after him, he runs the boat service that you could go to play the, the, the little minigame island area. Wasn't, I thought Captain was on the boat. Yeah, but I think he was involved in that oh, as well. Okay. There's something I mean, he, I... I He's involved I'm, I'm in something. I'm giving you the benefit of a doubt because you're the Animal Crossing guy. So I remember you're that probably he, right. I remember that it was important that you had to look after him, and you got him back. Once you got him back to health, he he did Tweet something. At Jolly Mac, if he's wrong, yeah, please do. I I, I know if at, like uh, Lauren and, and Cotter, if you're listening, you're probably gonna like take me up on that because. But I just remember there was something important about it. Maybe he opened a store in town or something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so like people will come and visit. Some of them will decide they want to stay, and you can like put them up on your island. Um, you, there's there's going to be multiplayer. Um, there's a few different additions to multiplayer this time around. Um, but the new stuff, I think the biggest the biggest get to take away from this direct is not only can you customize uh, the inside of your house because they confirmed that you can upgrade your tent to a house. And why um, I also add? Yep. Very thankful. They bought the the good thing from Happy Home Designer. Exactly. So you don't have to stand in your room and put stuff down physically. That that was a pain in the ass. Yeah, it, it really was. So you can go to overhead view now and like just place stuff down. Um, I there's a part where you could like, like there's like three paintings on the wall and they like dragged and selected all three of them and then moved all three of them in that same so configuration. Good. Like just quality of life stuff. Um, like that is just oh, gets me excited. Um, 
but, but yeah, not only being able to do that kind of stuff with your houses and like building up the town, you can actually like terraform the island now. So you can put down, so you can put down paths and like so there's like one of the examples they showed is like they made a sand pit um, at the front of their house. There's like a little sand pit and then like a path leading out of it of like bricks. Um, but there's also uh, ramps and staircases you can build. Uh, and you can also quite literally terraform the land so you can dig up and down and like raise the like raise the land level or, or dig down and, and make open holes or fill them with water uh, and, and make little waterfalls and stuff. Oh. Interestingly, I actually I haven't gone back to double check this yet. So I'm, so I'm completely taking Roger's base on his word from the friend code that I watched today because mm-hmm. uh, people were like, I wonder if that's going to be easy. But he was he was. Because he'd been already done like two Animal Crossing podcasts that day. Yep. He had pointed out to him that if you pay attention, when the character is doing the digging, he has they have different colored shovels. Right. So it's going to be tied to, I guess, your tier of shovel as to what you can actually do with the terraforming, and that completely makes sense to me. Yep. And I'm that is totally again, okay anything, with that. Anything that gives me a goal to work towards. Give me goals. Absolutely. And I feel like that that's what they've done really well. Because, oh yeah, my first entry into it was the DS one, which I really enjoyed for about a month and a half, two months. And then I fell off pretty hard. Um, New Leaf on the 3DS was the one that really got its claws into me. And I played like solidly for like three months and then dropped off and then went back like another nine months later and played again See, for another three months. I wonder, I wonder if I'll be like you because I your DS one was how I experienced New Leaf. Where I played it pretty sol- solidly for a month. Yep. And then dropped off hard. I wonder if this one I'll play solidly for three months. Well, the thing is, each each new iteration that they've brought out, they've added stuff in that has like made me go, all right, cool. I can see, like you said, there's goals for me to work towards now. Mm. There's something for me to, to work on, which is part of my problem with like these sort of like life simulator games uh, is there's no, like for some people that's great where they're like, do what you want, go nuts. It's why I'm over like Minecraft. Like I don't, I have no real desire Minecraft to go back to Minecraft. Is completely different. Uh, no, but you, you know what I mean. No, like it's for me, it's the same thing. Where that that, that game's too open ended. Where it's just like, I mean, go. Minecraft is Lego, basically. Yeah, hundred percent. But like, for me, I just like I don't. I, I I need some sort of progression if I'm playing a game. I need some sort of like objective I mean, in my head. And I know you can argue that you can set your own objectives and. Well, there's progression there, though. Yeah, I know, but I just I the don't problem know. is that I, I personally have done most of it, so that's why I'm like, oh, I already beat. I know they added stuff. I'm like, I beat the end of Dragon. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah, it's part of the reason why. Like, and it's fine. Like, I know people really love Minecraft, and that's totally fine. I totally get it. I totally understand why. But for me personally, it's not what I don't really vibe with at the moment. But um, like compared to my wife, who adores that kind of stuff, like she loves The Sims, loves Minecraft, loves Stardew Valley. But even with things like Stardew Valley... Stardew Valley is fantastic. No, as I'm saying, though, I, I'm on board with Stardew Valley because okay. it has those... I was... Boy, I was this close to just ending this podcast. No, no, I love Stardew Valley, man. I it, Fucking, it's a great game. Um, But uh, I really need to go back and play. I want to play some multiplayer with Ash because I want to, like... I want to get married play, in Stardew Valley. I played briefly with Ben one day. Yep. It was pretty fun. Yeah, like, I just, oh man, I want to get back to it. Because I know that she's very much into the side of, like, building farms, and I like going exploring. I think that we could just work hand-in-hand hand really well together. We could, like, bulk money. Um, I can feel the desire to play Stardew, like, creeping into the back of my head. Do, Please yeah, change the subject. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's similar with, with, with Animal Crossing, like, it has that whole, it's that perfect, like, middle ground of, like, it does give you some very basic objectives that you need to go do or that you can do, but it also has the freedom of like, well, you make your own fun. You, you, 
it's your village, it's your town. You do what you want. Like you go, you want to go pick apples for all day? Go do it. You want to go catch some bugs? Absolutely. Go nuts. Do you want to go fishing get, all day? get chased by spiders? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. Go nuts. I don't hate that shit, but you want to go pick up um like, seashells off the beach yeah go nuts want to get chased by scorpions yeah hunt yeah wasps you name it we got it they'll they'll full they'll straight up kill you yeah they will they will murder you um but uh i really like the 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 animal crossing has like games have like a a progression to work towards even if it's just like building at the museum like catching new fish and bugs or like plants and stuff and going to the museum and donating them there and being like, cool, I'm building a living collection of stuff that I can go and look and walk through. Um, which brings me to animal crossing new horizons because the museum is back and it looks incredible. There's like an aquarium section. That's the like aquarium looks like the best thing in the whole game. Looks fucking amazing. Like it, my, my character will be spending all their time in the aquarium. I'm only playing this game to fill the aquarium. <laughs> a lot of fishing in your, in your future. I see then. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Which is fine. Cause like the fishing is basic and it's fun and I really like it. I like fishing in games. Um, hate it in real life, but um, yeah. Same. Yeah, exactly. Funny game. Real life sucks uh real life really boring but you were saying about like the different tiers of shovels and stuff that sort of i guess will build into the the whole crafting mechanic that's being added to this as well um where you you build used to be like you'd get i think like blueprints and it'd be like you go to the shop and they're like well we can make you this for this many bells whereas now you need to get like components a little bit minecrafty like like minecraft exactly (laughs) but yeah, like, and I like that part of Minecraft. So, um, building is fun. Exactly. So it's like cool. You you need you you want to get a new shovel. You're gonna need some stone or some more wood, and go and collect that. And when you got enough, you can come to the workbench at the uh, at the community center. I think it's called, um, and then build it and go go from there. Um, and it, that, that comes under. I think you can like craft um like deal like changing like building your own furniture and stuff like that as well or changing the color of it um, yeah i see as you can change like the patterns on the on the bed sheets and the the, the polish of the wooden stuff man all that sort of stuff and if they have mm-hmm. a, a way that you can like i guess it's the qr codes but like i'm just going to be like searching like reddit forums of like people putting up qr codes of designs i'm just gonna be like yep i want that one i want that one i want that one um there's also the uh the nook miles so that's another addition to this as well, which again adds to that sort of like progression based of the game. They sort of do this in, in New Leaf. There were challenges that you had to sort of like partake in, but you only had like two or three at a time. This one seems like there's a few more that you can you can pick from. Um, but yeah, the Nook Miles are basically like the, the Nook Mileage program. So you do certain experiences and certain challenges. You can earn miles to pay off like your debt to Tom Nook. Um or you can exchange it for in-game rewards as well. So I think, like, at the moment, they're just saying it's for, like, in-game Nook Inc. merchandise. So um, I want that Tom Nook shirt so badly. In fact, I'm going to try and pre-order that uh, that Switch case because I think I'm, like, I can justify getting a new Switch case because I've had mine for a while now. And I fucking love the design of it. Um, but I reckon down the track, because we were talking about this before we started recording, about how in i think it was the ds one where they added in all those like uh like the the metroid stuff or like the mario stuff or the zelda stuff that was in the in the 3ds it was one, in the 3ds yeah. one? So that was the one I, that yeah. was, it was new leaf because that's why i played it because i wanted that goddamn baby metroid yeah and if you guys if you nintendo 
put it in this game. Yeah, yeah. So that's put the baby, put, bring back the baby Metroid, bring back the Varia suit, and let me pick my town like Bell so I can make it the uh, the Metroid fanfare, the island <laughs> fanfare. I mean, I'm a happy camper. Well, I Literally. think I think that's where like that'll play into Nook Miles. I think down the track they'll put out these events and do things like that where you can get a new uh, like a reward card. It's basically like a punch card, and it'll be like cool if you do this one. It's the Metroid one, and I we are getting heavily into speculation territory. I, yeah, I know, but like I, I feel like that's not out of the realm of possibility because they are doing like seasonal events and things like that as well. Um, the first one actually is coming out the day and date that the game comes out, which is um, uh, it's celebrating Bunny Day, I think it's called. Yeah, so it's like Bunny Day or Rabbit Day or something. Yeah, uh, so it's it's basically Easter. So and the, it is Easter. From the picture that they said free updates, they put up a whole bunch of like mascots. There's like an Easter bunny looking character. There's like a reindeer one with a Santa hat, and there's a a spooky, sp- scary skeleton pumpkin. Um, head. so I think actually this stuff is the most exciting stuff because one of the things that I know that always sort of sucked about the other Animal Crossings mm-hmm. is that be- I mean because this is more of a games of service, right? Yeah, so these events absolutely. will roll around like you'll have Bunny Day, Bunny Day at Easter, there'll be Christmas around Christmas time, all that sort of stuff, and they'll be able to sort of time that with the server. Whereas in the older ones, people were able to just like manipulate manipulate their clock, yeah, and then get all the shit, and then go back and be like, "Cool, I got all the shit." I'm like, "Oh, that's sucks." So it's not so much built into the game as that they can push it out in like that's what I'm hoping. Updates. Well, it's, that's it, what I assume. They called them free updates, so. That yeah. when you see free updates in this day and age, it usually means like there's a patch. They add stuff in at the end of the two weeks. They will release another patch which yeah, removes that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which again, like you said, as a games as a service style, that makes so much sense yeah. for this. Um, Absolutely. But that also the other exciting part of that is, uh, you when you start the game now, you can choose which hemisphere you want to play in. So for us in the southern hemisphere, we can pick and have, uh, you know summer in december now and we don't summer have to christmas baby exactly so we if you want to do that some people like uh want to stick to the the way it normally is and that's totally fine you get the choice at the start of the game which is cool um but i'm definitely gonna be picking on my gear i want i want it to be like oh it's cold outside i'm gonna curl up on the couch and play some animal crossing oh look it's snowing oh this isn't this lovely like yeah i want that low stakes good vibes um what else do we? <laughs> what else did they talk about in this art? Uh, uh, boy, they talked about that Nook Inc stuff on the app. Yeah, yeah, the, the QR the codes and Nook Link, um, which is cool because it has a um, like I like the text thing. Yeah, the text thing is really cool because it actually pops up in game. I, I'm assuming that's going to actually happen. If it doesn't, that, yeah, well, that, that makes it I mean, a little that's bit less. That's how they're advertising it. Exactly. So. But, you know, it is Nintendo after all, so let's not get too excited, I guess. Well, they, they did say the, uh, this part of an Nintendo Switch Online was launching March 2020, roughly around when the game comes out. Yeah. So there's no guarantee. Yeah, so I'm guessing it's going to be a week or so afterwards, but let everyone get accustomed and settled into their island lifestyle. Um, but it's also got the, um, the, the QR code scanner, basically. So if you've got QR codes, patterns from... Uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf or Happy Home Designer, um, you can import those designs you made with that QR code into New Horizons, which is fucking cool. Like, so if you if you really like double down on the designing stuff of those types of games, which a lot of people do, um, I'm not I'm pretty bad artistically with that kind of stuff, so um, I never really did 
Um, but some people like get really into it, especially considering it was like, it was just like pixel based. So it was kind of easy to do and sort of sit down and work it out. Um, but if you're into that, you can, um, you can pop all those straight into Animal Crossing New Horizons, which is really cool. Um, uh, if you can't tell, I'm very excited about this game. <laughs> And I didn't realize how excited I was about this game. I knew I was, I, I decided to get this over Doom because of a few factors. One being that Nintendo games never drop in price and that Doom probably will a lot sooner. So, uh, but also I was just like, you know, I'm ready for a new Animal Crossing game. But after this direct, I just, I can't stop there. I, March 20th cannot get here soon enough. Um, oh my God. And just the island setting of it all as well. It just seems, ah, so up my alley. I'm going to live on an island with all my cool animal friends. <sighs> okay. I'm sorry, but I'm going to bring it up. Okay. Because I think we need to talk about it. It's that really weird part where we talk about save data backup. Yeah. All right. Cool. Got all good vibes out of the way. Low stakes good vibes out of the way. Let's get to the, 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 the nasty looking stuff. Um, so... In the Direct, it mentioned that basically they would have a feature where if your Switch was lost or damaged, one time they would allow you to retrieve that data for a new Switch. Yeah. They have since. like, In fact, Joel, you've got it open. If you scroll into the bottom of that Nintendo Life article yep. and try to play that video, it's the gone. video was private yep. because they uploaded a new one. And, oh boy, the new one has the screen, like that same sort of uh, screen, but the fine text has been changed. So, the fine text simply says now, more details on save data recovery functionality will be shared at a future date. Right. So it's just muddied the waters a bit, and now no one really knows what's happening with it. I have to imagine they saw the feedback, and maybe they're working on it, but again, with Nintendo, it's it's not worth saying that's happening, because you never know. It's almost like they put that out there purposely, just to gauge, if see if anyone, how much of a stink people kicked up. They're like, maybe we'll, maybe people will be okay with this. They won't be super happy, but they'll just be, they'll go with it. And then they were like, all right, no, cool. Drop it back. Let's let's go back to the drawing board a little bit with this. Yeah, because I've still got time to, to fix it. But yeah, I, the, the response was honestly deservedly a bit of backlash because when you say, hey, we can do this for you one time, it's like, well, that means you have, you have the, the ability, ability to do, to do so, it. Yeah. If I'm paying you money for my Switch Online subscription, just let me have access to a backup. Yeah, like, yeah, it's it is pretty shitty. As as excited as I am for the game, it is a, a pretty sketchy situation. On top of the whole, like you know, one island per switch situation as well. Um, I that part annoys me, but I actually think they came to a pretty good compromise in the direct. Yes, so with the, and the fact that you can fill it with like seven other people. Yeah, so like you can party all play, live and inhabit the same island and do stuff. I actually think that's. I mean. Sure, you have a bit less space for your personal stuff, but yeah, I think it's it's not ideal, but it's cool that you can still play as your own character on that island. I think it's great too because it it sort of like is a testament to the Switch and how easy it is to do multiplayer, like couch co-op yeah, multiplayer, it's, where it's just have like four player party play where you can just play on Joy Cons exactly, so, yeah. and like every every Switch console comes with two controllers essentially, like so yeah. you're always ready to go with. Look, we've discussed the genius of the Switch. I, yeah, I know. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it, this is the perfect game for that where someone comes over and you're like, oh, you want to come and fuck around on my island for a little bit? I don't know whether you have to select that at the start, whether you want it to be a party play island I no or idea. I don't know 
that I have to you know revisit that eventually. But I know in our household we're buying two copies of the game because we want to visit each other's islands and and have fun. I mean, you have separate switches, so yeah, you may as well. Exactly. So that's the thing. Um, yeah. So that's probably the other thing, the other feature as well, just in terms of multiplayer stuff. Um, you can have anyone can come visit your island. You can invite people over, but only best friends will be able to like fuck up your shit basically or like i'm i'm not saying don't make me your best friend <laughs> okay no there's no way no 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 chance in hell i think ash is gonna be the only person that i make my best friend she's the only person Honestly, i trust with my that's island that's the safest way to be yeah i would say you've got to earn my trust when it comes to my island right um i, I would say have one person you mark as best friend yeah trust no one else yeah like so basically your best friend can can like you know, make changes to your island and things like that, or like um, dig holes Again, in the ground and all that kind of shit. Another cool thing that I took away from the uh, friend code with uh, Roger Base is he he pointed out this is actually a really cool way for content creators and stuff like that to have people be able to visit their stuff. That's really cool. You put up like and a not code. Not worried about, not be worried about people tearing it down. Yeah, like put up a code. Like I, so, people put up their code on Twitter. Just be like, hey, you want to come visit my town? Come and check it out. Yeah. Like, oh my god, that's so cool. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'll sort of miss the days of the old like one million bell heist and all that sort of oh, stuff. Oh yeah, that's right. They were they were classic YouTube videos, but I think it's a very good step forward where you can have specific people be like, okay, I trust you. Yep. To not destroy this place. <laughs> but the, the content creator thing is really interesting as well because I remember when we were playing uh, New Leaf, um, it was around the time of the very first packs. Oh yeah, I trapped Bernie in my little, yeah. little house estate. We had like a whole bunch of the guys from Bernie Rooster Burns Teeth. From Rooster Teeth, I should mention. Yeah, and not ac- not actually Bernie Burns. Yeah, he's he's all, um, it's fine. It's okay. He's a free man. Yeah. Um. So you can street pass and like fine. S- like be have the ability to visit other people's like towns or like see their houses and they got added to your little collection and yeah it was uh, I, like that kind of thing is this is like the next step of that but you actually being able to just sort of jump in and go all right cool. Oh, I like what they've done with the place and then maybe get some ideas for your own town. I also like little things like being able to put out plots of land yes. ahead of time for villagers to, to buy up. So yeah, yep. maybe like this, there's enough little quality of life things to bring me back and give Animal Crossing another shot. I'm not going to lie, Kyron. I am like this close to re-downloading Animal Crossing Pocket Cam. Joel. I, I'm just, I'm so just close. Just play New Leaf. Just play New Leaf. I was like, but I have to find my 3DS and I have my phone. Your, right? your village probably misses Like, Isabel's probably dead oh, yeah. in that reality. Oh, yeah. That, that, everyone's skeletons there. That is, a, that is a, a quite literal ghost town. You're the reason why Isabel went to Smash. <laughs> yeah, I am. 100%. Just, just like um, no one's here anymore. Fun little thing to notice. People pointed out that in the <laughs> E3 trailer and in this one here in the postcard shot at the end, the vanilla original Animal Crossing villager still sleeping. Yep. Still sleeping. He's having a kip. Yep. He's all tuckered out. Smash has been hard work. There's also... Um, Let's give him a break. If we're going to go into like community stuff as well, there's also... Um, some people have noticed that... I don't know if you've seen this, but I've noticed that one of the... That if you pause one of the uh, frames in this direct, there's what looks to be like a grave in the background. Yeah, I saw that too. Uh, I was Tom Noobs. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus Christ. But to be fair, like I wouldn't leave enough to bury him, so... He gets a bad rap. I'm here. What can I say, man? I've got an aquarium that's going to have great white sharks in it. I know where Tom Nuke's going. Hey. Yeah, oh, this, no, is what, Karen, this is why you're not becoming a best friend on my island. <laughs> this is a prime example well, of that. 
I won't touch your Tom Nook. He's fine. Tom Nook is, a, ha- Tom Nook is a good man. I harbour a great deal of hatred towards my Tom Nook. Tom Nook is innocent. No. I will defend him. I don't. I refuse to believe it. Hey, no, I believe he's turning over a new leaf in this one. Pun intended. I hate um, that you said that. I, <laughs> it came into my mouth and I'm like, well, I've committed to it now. Um, nah, he seems like he's like, look at, look at that shirt. Look how cute he looks in that fucking shirt. His little Islander shirt. Oh, man. Hey, man, Jeff Bezos is always doing in your charity. Look. Hey. I said this to you off air as well. If someone come up to me and was like, hey, no strings attached. I mean, this, someone would definitely be trying to swindle me if this happened in real life. But like, if I knew that there was no swindling going on, but like, they're like, I'm going to build your house. It's going to cost this much. You can pay me back in however big or little installments over however long you want. And there's no interest. I'd be like, Fuck yeah! All right, you cool. Don't, you don't know. You don't know how much the nukes are swindling you. Like you're giving him those bugs, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll give you four hundred bells." They give you worth so much more. That's fine. It's fine by me, baby. All right. Okay. All right. I'm ca- I'm Get a contributing hustle, member right. to society on my island. Hustle, but all right. <laughs> oh boy, but yeah. Again, speaking of community stuff, because obviously it is coming out on uh, March twentieth, the same day as Doom Eternal. Uh, and in the most unlikeliest crossovers of all time, um, fans of both Doom Eternal and uh, or Doom the Doom series and Animal Crossing series are just having a ball together, and it it like warms my heart. Ever ever since the the two dates were announced after Doom got delayed, mm-hmm. I remember seeing a tweet which was just like, it, "This is the perfect like representation of a duality of man." Yep, hundred percent. And like all the memes of like the Doom Slayer going into EB Games to buy a copy of Animal Crossing yep. and then Isabel to bu- like buy a copy of Doom Eternal. I'm like, yeah, pretty much it. And like, the, the, it's now like the, the, like the, the, the pseudo headcanon of, of, of fans of both franchises now that like, um, uh, like the Doom Slayer is like a massive fan of Isabel. He's like, he gets like really nervous when he liked it. Cause like <laughs> when they posted about it, the Nintendo Twitter account posted about this direct, they're like, come join us for some more details about Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> there's, this, there's a screen cap of like the Doom the Doom Twitter account replying with, with will Isabel be there uh, and it's uh, it's just it's so lovely and some of the fan art I've seen as well have been great like the fact that apparently it's also canon that Isabel's a really big Doom fan and I'm like yes that my Isabel in my head is like crazy for Doom loves it knocks off at the, the town hall goes home and just like slays demons all night I'm like yes please God, I cannot wait for this game, Kyron. Right, you only have to wait just like under a month now, Joel. I didn't getting close. I didn't know I was this excited for this game, but I really fucking am. Again, it's really so. It's so easy to not be excited for a game, right? Yeah. Or to forget like when they're not showing anything, because half the reason my seven remake wait has been so painful is because Square's just like, hey, yeah. New trailer. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> hey, Kyron. I shouldn't watch it, but here I am watching hey, it. Hey, Kyron. Kyron. Full intro movie. Yeah. Go for it. I watched it. Oh, you watched it? Oh, <gasps> I had to. I couldn't stop myself. And you know what? I have no regrets. Okay, maybe I, I actually haven't watched it myself because I was like, I was, I was doing it out of respect for you, Karen. But now you've broken that respect. Again, it's quite, this is broken that respect, man. Oh, this is why you have. This is why you're my best friend of my island. <laughs> it's proven. I'll say point. is the um. There's this. There's like a bit of extra stuff at the start. But it's just like, oh boy, this you are. This world's big. <laughs> I don't think this world's big. Okay. That is, this is zoomed out. And there's some new stuff in the intro. It's just a cool little way to tie it back to the original remake reveal. But I was like, this is neat. 
I like this. It's not huge. It's not a spoiler. God, this is hitting me in emotions. Stop this. I need this game. Right. Why isn't it April 10th, Joel? Right. Because it's not... Joel, why isn't it April 10th? Because it's not March 20th. Joel. March 21st. Joel, why isn't it April 10th? We, we pit stop on March Joel. 20th and then you Joel. can cruise on. You can leave me behind in March 20 Joel. and head on through to April. Joel, why isn't it April 10th? I I'll just be... I, God damn. Like, I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm going to buy it digitally because it's coming out Good Friday. <laughs> yep. But I'm also half considering pre-ordering a physical copy, like, just in case. And they won't do it, but just in case. But maybe they're like, all right, you can have it Thursday night. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, fuck. Right. I'm not I just, minim- like, minimizing my chance. Like, I need to make sure I'm getting this game as early as possible. <laughs> Anyway. Oh my goodness. The Animal Crossing Direct was good and I would buy that game on March 20th. I'm see that that excites me because I knew you weren't super like you were like ah, I wasn't. I don't, I'm not I'm not really in. I'm excited for you and I'm like yeah, it's cool like I totally get it. But yeah. Well honestly like even even watching Mr. Direct I walked away just being like I'm not sure what everyone's really excited about. It seemed kind of cool, but I'm I'll I will be there. Yeah, like that's that that's awesome. I'm I that makes me really happy. Just join me for some That's a that's a that's a win for Isabel. Yeah. She did it. Exactly. And for Tom Nook, for Nook Inc. <laughs> and Tom Nook, yeah. Um, no. <laughs> Good old Nook Inc. Um, I'm not willing to give you that. Nah, it's fine. Anyway. Can I like make a little shit that says die, Nook, die? I'm like, hey, is that a thing? I'm sure you can, Kyron. Can I like, draw like the Tom Nook skull? I'm <laughs> sure someone's done already. No, that'd look metal as fuck. I kind of want it that. <laughs> that'd look it awesome. Super metal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of into nah, that. Ev- everyone's going to be rocking like Doom Slayer helmets on their shirts and stuff. Fuck yeah. Oh man. I- I'm searching for QR codes for that now. Someone's probably made one. I'm going to queue one of those up. Ready Someone to probably go. has. Fuck yeah. If you can set your town jingle, it'll be like the rip and tear. <laughs> it's not even like as a bell either. It's just like as it's just ripped guitar. from the game. Like <laughs> Mick Gordon's credited oh, in Animal man. Crossing credits. Uh, anyway, before we get too carried away, I mean, I already have gotten too carried away, but. It's Animal Crossing. It was always going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I reckon that's an episode though, Karen. I think so too. Take us home. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of a Dialogue Options podcast. We do appreciate it. Uh, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, whether it be iTunes or Google Podcast or Spotify. I don't know if Spotify can leave reviews, but whatever. Anywhere that you listen to us, chuck a review, share, thumbs up, likes, whatever it is. It helps, it counts, and it makes a bit of difference. Uh, if you want to keep up with us on the social medias, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where we are just Dialogue Options. As for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter where I am at LemonManX. And actually, my most recent tweet was about Cindered Shadows, but we won't talk about that because I already talked about that. Mm-hmm. My previous tweet was a retweet of uh, Nib- Nibble just reminding us all that next week, February 27, Platinum Games have an announcement coming. Oh, they do. I forgot about that. Keep your eyeballs on the screen. What's it going to be? That also reminded me too that there's a Yacht Club Games Direct next week as well. There is a Yacht Club Games Direct. Yes, good times. There could be a Nintendo Direct. We don't know. Joel, next week is exciting. Karen, what if that, they what if that Yacht Club Games Direct is actually a Nintendo Stop. Direct in disguise? Stop it. <laughs> oh, let's get weird. Let's get weird. Shovel, I, we already have a Shovel Knight dig is coming. That's true. And that other game as well, that cyber... Oh, I forgot about that. I'm excited for that game. Ninja game. game. So those are two things that your club is involved in coming up. I assume they're both going to be in this. Anyway, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, uh, where uh, the last few things I've been t- tweeting or retweeting about were about Animal Crossing and then The Division uh, and some other stuff as well. 
But I'm going to bring up just like, you know, as a little musical thing, uh, oh, a couple of things. I finished The Good Place finally. I caught up and finished The Good Place. I also did. I, I don't think we've talked. It yeah, I don't think, yeah, it was very good. Cried a lot. Felt, finished Bojack. Felt good. Finished I, Bojack. Oh, boy. Don't know if I felt good after that. I felt things. I felt okay. I felt stuff. Yeah, I felt okay. <laughs> like, yeah. And I mean it in the best possible way. Uh, but also, uh, just a little music broadcast. Uh, there was a, a day where there was new Enter Shikari music that came out and new Alex Leahy music came out. And it was a good day because both of those artists or band slash artists are very, very good. Um, but yeah, that's about what I've been tweeting about. All right, then. Well, in that case, I will let our wonderful theme song see us out and we will catch you next time. See ya. See ya. Bye. How dare you double by me? Options podcast.